If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 159 of the Leading Learning Podcast. Today happens to mark the opening of registration for Learning Technology Design, or LTD, our annual virtual conference. And we thought that'd be a good opportunity to pull back the curtain a bit and talk a little about the planning process for that event and and share our experience in a way that we think will be useful to leading learning listeners. But before we do that, we have a message from our sponsor for the fourth quarter of 2018. Our sponsor this quarter is Review My LMS, a collaboration between us here at Tagoras and the folks at 100 Reviews. Review My LMS is, as the name suggests, a site where users can share and access reviews of learning management systems, and the focus is specifically on systems that are a good fit for learning businesses, meaning organizations that market and sell lifelong learning. If you contribute a review, you get access to all existing and future reviews. There are already more than 130 on the site, and if you don't have a review to contribute, there's also a subscription option. For details, go to ReviewMyLMS.com. Definitely do check out Review My LMS and keep it top of mind as you're exploring learning technologies in the future. But right now, let's get back to our top of mind topic for this episode of the podcast. And as we were saying, that's going to be Learning Technology Design, LTD, our annual virtual conference. And we are right now in the thick of planning for it. And like so many of our listeners, uh, you know, we know a lot of you do planning for events, have big events that you do annually. So we thought we'd share a little bit of our process, what's going on here with the hope that, uh, you know, it stirs some thinking around your own process. Maybe you can pick up some things that we're doing that are valuable to you. And particularly if you haven't done a virtual conference before, uh, get a little bit of a feel for, you know, how things work behind that. And another thing is that we're going to share some of the topics um, and formats that are resonating with um, folks that we've reached out to who are potential attendees and, you know, our experiences that uh, folks find it very valuable to hear what others are thinking about and wrestling with just because that gives you sort of a, a benchmark against your peers or similar organizations to see if you're dealing with some of the same issues or if you go, oh, I should be thinking about that. Definitely. And we should probably back up even a little bit and say what learning technology design is, just in case there are, I can't believe there are listeners out there who might not be familiar with it, but I know, I know it happens. So learning technology design is, uh, as, as we said, our annual virtual conference. And this is, this is a, an event that's designed specifically for professionals in the business of continuing education, professional development, and lifelong learning. So, you know, organizations that have to market and sell educational experiences to adult lifelong learners. And to our knowledge, there really is not another event that focuses on on that group of people, our people, uh, so to speak. And uh, so um, we're in the process now of building out the, the program for that event, uh, coming up with you know, the, the, the stuff, the topics, the, 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 uh, the content that's going to resonate with that particular audience. And, and that's a good place to start because, um, you know, how we build the program is a big part of this, how we build it and then how we make sure it's delivered in, in the right way. And, you know, we always build the program for LTD in interaction with the attendees and the potential attendees. So we don't generally post a, a, 
complete you know formal program until shortly before the event. Uh, so it's it's in process all the way up, and and we go through you know a lot of uh, uh, different methods of determining you know what that program is going to be, what what those what those uh, sessions are going to be at the event. So you know things that are not necessarily specific to LTD that we're doing on just an ongoing basis. You know, we, we continually monitor the market. Uh, you know, anybody who receives our uh, leading learning newsletter, for example, knows that we're constantly curating things that are going on out there and kind of keeping our finger on the pulse so that uh, we know the new trends. We know what people are talking about. We know what some of the, 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 the struggles and, and challenges are out there. And we're continually writing and talking about that. We actually have a continuously running survey as well for anybody who signs up for our uh, leading learning newsletter. Um, we ask them to, to complete a survey to tell us about their challenges, their opportunities, you know, what's, what's top of mind for them uh, right now, and to weigh in on some specific topics uh, or topical areas that we're always testing out. And then, of course, you know, we're having frequent conversations with colleagues all the time, our, our clients, uh, the vendors who work out in, in this uh, market that we serve. And uh, of course, then the interviewees, the folks we get to talk to right. on the leading learning podcast, or we also get to to pick their brains in terms of issues, challenges, opportunities, new technologies, new ideas. And so you, know, you, you mentioned that we have these, you know, at least three different ways that we're kind of on a continuous uh, basis trying to uh, monitor the market uh, in general and also specifically the, the, the folks that we serve through the newsletter um, and through the podcast. Um, but we also have some efforts that we uh, execute specific to LTD and making sure that we are actually um, focused on what all this might mean in the context of this annual virtual conference. And so um, part of that is that we um, uh, we ourselves engage in here, um, you know, reflecting back on what's worked. This is going to be our fourth uh, LTD conference. Um, and so, you know, Every time we've done it, we've paused and um, done after-action reviews. We've even done some mid-action reviews when we've had the opportunity. And we- and this isn't just us, you know, close up in our office doing this. We we do this for the world to uh, to listen to. There are actual podcast episodes around this. We'll link to them um, in, in the show notes for for this podcast. And again, it's you know we did, did that as part of a, a podcast uh, episode because we think this sort of thinking out loud can be useful. I mean, it's the kind of thing. We would love to, to hear from other folks as they're thinking out loud, and so that's the kind of thing we want to offer because we do think it can be valuable for others um, as they're thinking through their own process. Um, we do uh, collect evaluations. Of course, of course. A- after the fact. <laughs> um, and part of that effort um, is also collecting testimonials. You know, we, we bake that into evaluations, um, ask people, you know, if they'd be willing to provide a testimonial, get it there. And then sometimes, too, we know individuals who've expressed um, particular gratitude or particular excitement around an aspect of a past LTD, and we might reach out directly to them. And that's going to be social proof, of course, which we're, we're always preaching about social proof and getting that social proof for what you're doing. That's one of the best ways to demonstrate value. 
But it, it's also, um, as part of that, you know, when you're asking somebody to give a testimonial, you're going to hear what really resonated with them. Like, what, what is it that comes to mind if they're going to give a testimonial? And whatever comes out of their mouth, uh, you probably need to be tuning into and listening to. It's giving you some, some good clues for what you're doing right, um, what you might, you know, could potentially be doing better. Uh, even, even glowing testimonials might often have a little bit in there that, uh, oh, we, we could actually do a little bit better on that, couldn't we? <laughs> Damned by faint praise. That's right. <laughs> Um, and, and we also, uh, so those are sort of things that we've done kind of after the fact or during the course of um, past events. But um, as we're heading into each uh, virtual conference, or as we're heading into LTD this year, we also send out open-ended emails um, where we're asking folks to let us know um, what topics they would like to see covered there. And we try to couch it in terms of, you know, we generally ask for topics, but also to encourage them to get to those topics, to be thinking through what challenges and opportunities they're facing in their learning business. And we'll ask people who've attended before too about you know their, their past takeaways. You know, so we'll go back to people who were with us last year or the year before and say, what what's sticking with you at, at this point? What are you actually doing? Um, and again, you know, this is the kind of information that you, you get that uh, you can then you know narrow it down and, and go out and do some some surveying and voting on. Um, but to go out there open-ended in the first place, we just find incredibly valuable. And I know a lot of organizations shy away from that because it just sounds, sounds messy. Um, it sounds like it can be a lot of effort, and it can be. Um, though you have to keep in mind, you know, you email a, a thousand people, you're not going to hear back from a thousand people, you know, but, but you'll hear back from enough to get some, some you know, real uh, insight into what's really resonating with people. And it doesn't take that much time to, to sift through that and start narrowing down to what's really on people's minds. And we're going to get to some of that here in, in just a little bit. And I think, too, it's important that we do really embrace this open-ended perspective because, like you said, Jeff, we're already monitoring the market. We're, you know, curating the leading learning newsletter. And it would be possible and maybe easy for us to say, we already know. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got, we got this it covered. Yeah. But this is a really good way to make sure that you aren't um, entering into uh, putting together the program with too many Im- you know, implicit uh, uh, assumptions yeah. about what the audience needs. This is the beginning of marketing. I mean, this is really making sure you know what your audience needs and wants. It's funny. I was looking back at an old post this morning that I wrote uh, called uh, Where Marketing Starts. And the, the punchline on that is marketing starts at the place where there are no assumptions, basically. And you, you got to get to that place. And the only way is to, to put it out there and see what you get. You know, and once we get uh, some things back, and we have gotten some stuff back so far, we'll keep whittling it down and narrowing it and focusing it, and um, and then we will eventually go out with you know that sort of more close-ended survey, usually saying here are the however many you know ten, fifteen topics that we've really you know been hearing about, and and ask people you know how likely are you to participate in a session you know featuring this topic, and by that point we're trying to frame it as an actual session title too to to make sure it's really clear what they would be getting. Um, so we'll get to that, um, but we go through quite a lot before we ever get to that point so that we know when we put those out there for people to essentially vote on um, that, uh, that they're voting on things that we know they care about in, in the first place um, and that, uh, you know, that we've got the, the, the kind of right list to, to, to check against. And because you said voting, uh, I just want to highlight here that while um, we do ask for votes, this is not a democracy. No, that's true. That's true. We certainly are looking for what resonates, but we may uh, in a, you know, occasionally say we really, even though this one did not get a lot of traction, um, that it's we, important, it's important yeah. and we really feel like we need, you know, we would be doing a disservice to uh, the learners if we didn't talk about 
X. No, it's a good point because we've we've talked a lot in the past about uh, from a strategy standpoint. You know, do you lead your market or do you follow your market? And I mean, really, you have to do a little bit of both. But we're big fans of uh, of really knowing your market well enough um, and being ahead of your market that you're you're leading your market. You're you're setting the pace um, for that market, and uh, that's certainly what we strive to do. I'm not going to say that you know we're always successful with that, but um, we think particularly organizations that are providing the continuing education, professional development, lifelong learning for a field or industry ought to be leading learning in that field or industry. I mean, that's, you know, that's the name of this podcast. It's one of our big brands. There's a reason for that. Um, and so we're, we're trying to lead learning um, at the same time that we're getting input. You know, we're obviously shaping that with everything we already know and everything we, we've seen over time to make some decisions about what, what's really going to be the most impactful program for this event. So maybe we should get a little bit specific. We've sort of talked generally about this idea of, of for example, getting testimonials, but um, let's share one just so you can, uh, you listeners can get a sense of kind of what what we might be getting as a testimonial, and then sort of what we uh, do with it, wh- where that takes us. So um, we have one from Eric Hill. He's senior vice president um, of corporate operations at the Enterprise Wireless Alliance. He was a, an LTD attendee last year, and he was a, a great attendee. It's it's the kind of learner you want in the room, you know, Definitely. really engaged um, and and asking questions and, you know, asking for the help that he, he knew he needed. He characterizes himself as a newbie in this world. And so, you know, he was just sort of putting it out there and saying, I need help with this and mm-hmm. just seeing what um, folks would come back with. And so the testimonial that he offered when, when we asked was, I'm happy to have been a participant as now I've experienced what constitutes high value for online learning. That made my heart beat a little faster when he, uh, when he, when he, and he, and he, that was unsolicited too, actually. That just oh, came. Oh, that's right. That's true. Yeah. He we didn't, didn't even ask him for that. He just said that as part of an exchange. And, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, Eric, mm-hmm. can, can we, can we use that? That's fantastic. Um, you know, and there, there were so many reasons why that was such valuable feedback, really. I mean, it's a, we're using it as a testimonial, but it's a, it's a type of feedback. And, you know, one of the reasons was just what you were saying, uh, Salisa, that, I mean, he himself was so engaged as a learner. And the reason, you know, one of the big reasons he got so much value out of it is because he brought himself to mm, it. Absolutely. Um, and that's something we talked about. That, that was thematic throughout uh, last year's uh, LTD. And, and at our events in general, we talk about, the, you know, the learner stepping up, the learner taking responsibility. That's where so much of the value is going to be generated. And, and Eric was doing that. Um, but then the other part of it, you know, did have to do with what we were doing with the event. And um, we had a... Uh, we did a lot with community around the event last year. It was an extended event. We had discussion boards going. We did a lot to, you know, kind of focus the discussions and have interplay between the discussions and what was going on in the live sessions. And this was one of those kind of success cases with that where, you know, Eric posted something on the discussion boards uh, about being a newbie and about, you know, how does he really get into that? And we were able to engage on the discussion boards around it, but we were also able to then bring it into a live session, um, really dig into his issues, then take it back to the discussion boards, have other participants weigh in, um, some who had more experience, some who were in the same position as Eric and feeling like they were a newbie. So, you know, I mean, it sounds like a simple statement. Uh, you know, I've now experienced what constitutes high value for uh, online learning, but in the context that that came out of, it was just, it was just packed with so much valuable information for us, and it helps us know, you know, that uh, emphasizing that that learner involvement, um, you know, and really, you know, saying there is a there is a responsibility around engagement, and and continuing to hone the way that community interplays with the the live 
uh, interactions in LTD, uh, those are going to be supremely important going into um, uh, this coming year's uh, version of LTD. And so I think another example that we can offer uh, that came out of LTD 2018 um, has to do with Nancy Bacon of the Washington Nonprofits and Mark Nillis of Humentum. And they both were presenters, um, facilitators as part of LTD 2018. But they got to know each other over the course of uh, the virtual conference last year. And this, I think, ties into what you were saying about community. You were talking specifically about the, the discussion boards, but what Nancy and Mark have been able to do is uh, take that that sense of community, that connection that they formed through this virtual conference and extend it and continue it. And so uh, now they're collaborating together and working to produce an ebook that's going to focus on really integrating learning into conferences. And so, uh, you know, that for us is, is another fabulous example a great thing for us to be aware of as an outcome of LTD 2018 because it definitely wasn't, I don't think we could have ever imagined that something, you know, this specific would come out of it, but it definitely is, is a great feedback to us in terms of people are able to make connections and continue them beyond the virtual conference. Yeah, it's, it's great because, you know, networking is always named as one of those great values of any sort of uh, event people tend to think that you're not going to get the, the networking in the, the virtual events. Um, we've, we found that to be completely untrue, basically. Again, the people who bring themselves to it and, and engage are going to get a lot out of it. And, you know, we got this feedback from Nancy and Mark from uh, partly from going out and, you know, doing the kind of content call that we did around what are the, the issues and challenges you're seeing right now. And, um, and, and Nancy came back and mentioned that they were collaborating like this. And then we asked, you know, people about their key takeaways. And, and Mark said, you know, this, this was one of my key takeaways that I, that I was able to establish this relationship, um, this professional relationship that's now been so valuable. And we've heard about that from other people, too, that have mentioned they formed these relationships that, that they've, they've carried on. Um, you know, and, and for us, uh, to be thinking going into the next LTD, how do we keep making that happen, and how do we keep highlighting that it's happening too? To you know, to make it clear that there are valuable, concrete things that come out of this. It's not just a oh, the networking was great. You know, this is actually res- producing tangible results um, for for these two people and for everybody they're going to be serving with what they're actually creating out of this. So that was, uh, that was fantastic to see. And that's, you know, so far we've only talked about, um, what we were able to kind of get out of getting some testimonials from the last event and what we're able to get, you know, kind of doing a content call and, and asking people for their, their valuable takeaways, um, from the past. Um, but then as we've mentioned, you know, we have actually asked about the, the, the topics, the top of mind, uh, challenges, issues, opportunities that people have right now. And again, just kind of an open call um, for this and then a follow on, you know, to, to share some of what we got and, and ask, you know, what, what here resonates with you, what sparks more ideas. So we're at a point where, you know, the program is, is starting to, to form um, and we can talk a little bit about what some of the top of mind issues have been. We're not going to guarantee that these are what end up on the program, but they're, they're definitely pointing in that direction. So one of them that's kind of bubbled to the top through this process is a topic around creating truly useful surveys and assessments that really measure both learning and yeah. learner satisfaction. Yep. And, uh, and I'll give a shout out to um, to Jack Corson on the, on this one because uh, he's he's kind of skeptical. I think of the, uh, the this whole sort of crusade right now to 
get evaluations that actually measure learning and the, and the criticism of traditional smile sheets, you know, which are basically measuring whether people liked it or not. Um, and, and I think Jack's all in favor of learning, but he also makes the point that, you know, look, we're, we're in the learning business. It matters if they like it because uh, they're our customers and um, we need them to, to like what we're doing and, and, and to keep coming back. So, you know, there is this need there to, to balance the, how do we get information that's, tells us if we're having an, uh, the kind of impact we want to have from an educational standpoint, but that's um, also telling us that uh, things are going well from a business standpoint. And I mean, our perspective is the two merge at some point, that if you're not actually having educational impact over the long run, you, they're not going to keep coming back, even if they said they liked it. Um, so, th- you know, that that's going to be, I think, a perspective to explore on this. But um, this whole idea of really getting those useful surveys and assessments, I think, is, is more top of mind than, than ever for folks. So another topic that's uh, bubbled up is around building or redesigning. Uh, you know, so either starting with uh, existing content or building from scratch, content that's uh, easier for consumption, that it uh, provides higher engagement, and that has greater impact. Yeah, and this is a great one. And I think um, to a certain extent, probably the whole you know, micro-learning buzz trend word is, is lying behind this. But I think this points to really the outcome that people would like to get from something like micro-learning, you know, that we know people feel time-pressured. Um, you know, I, there's been some stuff about attention spans being shorter, which I don't buy into. Uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, you know, we know content needs to be higher value than it's potentially been in the past, but also usually needs to be uh, uh, briefer while still um, a- achieving impact. And it's a difficult goal. And, uh, you know, I, I personally haven't uh, seen or heard a lot at, at conferences other than what a great idea that is, you know. Um, so this is, it's going to be on us to make sure that we're able to deliver some actual examples and case studies of, of this happening. So a third topic that's come up is around strategy, and that's a topic near and dear to our hearts, uh, just given how fundamental strategy is to running a successful learning business, but specifically you know, multi-year strategy and operational planning that really moves beyond that 101 level. Yeah, this, this is a big one. Um, and I was glad to see that, A, this was brought up. We didn't, you know, usually we're bringing it up. We didn't bring it up. Um, somebody else did. And, uh, and then and it did turn out to be one of the more popular ones uh, so far. And, and connecting strategy and operations, uh, which um, we probably haven't done enough of and talking about strategy in the past. So, yeah, definitely looking forward. I, I feel like that one will be on the program in some form or another. We just need to figure out exactly how we do it and, and how it uh, gets presented. Um, and th- those were the top three. And then, you know, right after that, we have, another few that um, are are rating pretty high uh, so far. Um, One around building um, a certificate program um, and and particularly taking existing credentialing programs into online learning opportunities. Um, Another interesting one that came up, uh, and I I think Mark Nillis may have raised this one and others jumped in on it, um, is uh, learning versus performance uh, support. Um, so, you know, the, the just in time, helping them right there at, at the, at the bedside or wherever they are performing their job, um, versus the, the deeper, you know, over time, uh, learning that we need to be responsible for and, um, and balancing the, the two of those. And then, um, success stories and, or revenue generation models for micro learning has there also it is. Been... <laughs> there, there's the buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think there has been a lot of buzz and a lot of excitement around microlearning, um, but as we sort of were talking about earlier around that building and redesigning content for easier consumption, there's been a, a real question around the how do you 
actually monetize micro learning? Is there a model for it? And so I think folks are at that point of now they want to see, okay, what does it actually look like to um, roll out micro learning that's having an impact and uh, generating some level of, of income for the organization? And then this one was really interesting, um, and, and definitely I'd, I would like to see us come up with something good on this, uh, automated and semi-automated approaches to curating and personalizing the full learner experience. And uh, you know, this feels to me like the holy grail. We often hear organizations that uh, want to provide the Amazon uh, type experience. I think it's, this is pointing in that direction, um, though it's both automated and semi-automated uh, uh, but you know, really doing curation, really doing personalization effectively. Um, we've gotten big back on the curation bandwagon uh, lately. I mean, it's something we've always talked about a bit, but uh, I did a presentation at the uh, Association Executives of North Carolina uh, on that recently, um, which I, I was surprised how many people were in the room, were really engaged and interested in it, and I think people are starting to get um, this whole concept and, and how important it is. So taking a look at that, and then there is actually one last one in this sort of uh, second tier here around meaningfully engaging learners with tools like badges and leaderboards, and of course badges of you know another one of those sort of buzz type terms. Um, leaderboards we hear less about, but, um, but I think have a, a lot of potential, but I think the main thing there is the engaging learners. Again, it's that outcome um, well, but, and uh, meaningful, I think. And meaningful, the... yeah. Meaningfully engaging learners. Engaging them in a way that actually contributes to learning. Uh, that would be the, the real goal, I, <laughs> I guess, in, in that. Uh, so th those are some of the, the, the topics we're hearing right now. We're, we're still in early stages, but we thought, you know, we'd, we'd share that for a few reasons. One, it, I think it's always helpful to hear what, what peers and peer organizations are thinking about, what seems to be top of mind for them right now. Um, this gives you some visibility into where we're headed with the agenda this year. Again, it won't necessarily be these exact topics, but this is definitely, you know, this resonates with us. This is, this is definitely the direction that uh, we're going in uh, here. And then, you know, to the extent that, that you have a reaction to these, um, you know, you can uh, uh, Come to the, the, the show notes for this episode. Uh, it's episode one, 159, so just go to leadinglearning.com slash episode 159. That'll get you there. And comment um, and tell us what you, what you think about these or if there are things that we should be thinking about that we haven't talked about here. So, again, continuing this process of, of building that agenda. We have a few months to do this. Um, we're going to make sure we, we, we do it right. So we've been talking about uh, building the program. Uh, let's move on to now talking about the format for LTD. Um, and it's evolved. Like I, yep. I mentioned earlier, this will be the fourth time that we've offered uh, learning technology design. Uh, we've offered it uh, every year since we first started. The first year, though, it was place-based. It was indeed. And, um, and we made a very conscious decision in, in year two to take it online. Um, you know, our sort of mantra, our tagline at uh, Tagoras is reach, revenue, impact. And, um, you know, we felt as, as much as we liked the place-based event, we were not going to reach the, the audience that we wanted to be able to reach. There are too many, you know, budget and time constraints. Um, we knew a lot more people. We had, you know, I think 110 people or so at the, uh, at the first place-based one, and we felt like we could be reaching many multiples of that and taking it online, and particularly since we've got technology in the, in the title there of the event, um, you know, walking the walk and really leveraging the, the technology. And so we much more than doubled the um, attendance the, uh, the next year um, as a result of doing that. So, you know, mi mission accomplished, and, and we're definitely very bullish on the, uh, the virtual event uh, as, as a format at, at this point. 
And so that second year, we went to the online format, three days, um, and we uh, involved sponsors and exhibitors. The third day really was uh, dedicated to sponsors and exhibitors demonstrating their their technology. It was primarily platform uh, companies that participated. Right. Um, and uh, and then last year we took uh, we we kept it online, but we went to what we called an extended format. And so we spread events uh, across uh, all weeks of, of February. Um, we had different live sessions, and we interspersed it with um, activity on the discussion board. And um, I think there was a, a lot to be said for the extended format because it did allow time for conversation to happen uh, in the discussion forums, in between sessions. Um, Spacing of learning. That's right. It allowed us to, to kind of, again, walk the walk around mm-hmm. that. Um but I will say that we did get some feedback around, you know, it's hard for people to kind of carve out time over that extended period. So this year we're going to go back to a more collapsed um, uh, model for the, the virtual conference. Um, so we're planning to do it for two days, but planning to also keep the uh, discussion forums involved. That's right. We, we feel like we're getting more and more of a grip on how to use community uh, around an, an event, and we won't say exactly how we're going to do it um, this time because we're still in the, uh, the, the you know the, the the planning stages on that. But the community will be a big part of this again, and um, you know with the going from offline to online, with uh, changing the format from three day to a month long, with in, in, in bringing in the community, um, we actually tried out you know some uh, back of the envelope leaderboard type stuff uh, last year in, in the uh, event. Those types of things. Um, I mean that's. That's part of our promise, and I think part of the ethos of, of the event, and and I, I hope of what we do in general, that we keep trying to experiment and, and change, and then you know to to report back um, and, and say you know what were the results of doing that, and um, you know I really liked that month long format, but I I do understand, you know I, I sympathize uh, that um, the, the bringing it down to something shorter, at least for the core event, and making that core event kind of a social learning object that, that we're then able to work with on an extended period after that. Now. Something we are considering, and this is, uh, I think, rocking the, the, the virtual conference model a, a little bit, is that um, we have had feedback, and we feel this ourselves, that uh, being able to have some sort of a face-to-face uh, complement to the, uh, the online um, format would be valuable. And so that's something we're seriously considering, is uh, having a complementary face-to-face event, so there would still be the virtual, but there would be the opportunity, probably as a pre-event, and we're still working this out, uh, if you wanted to be able to connect in person with other attendees, providing the opportunity for doing that. So that's that's something that we're looking at uh, as part of the event um, this year. One of the other things that we're thinking about is this idea of having core content, um, and we're calling it, for, for lack of a better term now, the Tagore's core content. And um, our idea there is that it is really helpful when everyone has um, a certain shared base that they uh, are working from and that they can refer to. So we have a variety of concepts and tools that those of you who've been listening to us or following us for a while are probably familiar with, things like the value ramp, things like the learning business maturity model. Right, market insight matrix, um, some of our pricing concepts, things like that, that uh, you know, are just bread and butter. Um, some of them are completely original to us. Some of us, you know, we've, we've shaped from, from other places, um, but uh, just 
useful tools for anybody in the learning business and a useful baseline knowledge for anybody coming into an event like this to have, particularly if there's going to be that community component. So we're going to be much more conscious about that uh, this year and uh, and really kind of potentially have the idea of tracks in, in general at the event this year. We did, the first time we did it, we had some some concurrent sessions. Last year, all the sessions were um, at, the, at the same time, um, basically. So we didn't have, you know, two different sessions going on. Um, it was just one session after the, the other. Um, when we did the concurrence before, they weren't really tracked in any specific way. But this time, we're thinking about having sort of a more kind of beginner to intermediate uh, body of content and an intermediate to advanced body of content. And there will still be some uh, sessions that everybody participates in uh, together, um, but then some where you might split out and the more advanced people can, can go do their stuff and the, the more you know, beginner to intermediate people can go and, and do uh, their stuff. And so those are our thoughts around format, how we're thinking about it for 2019, still a work in progress and I will say that it ties to that first area that we talked about the program and because we do see the the, the content the topics and the format as being uh, kind of mutually uh, in, they form they inform each other so you know mm-hmm. mutually informative I guess one could say and so you know we're kind of wanting to to figure out as we figure out the right topics also be thinking through sort of what what is the right overall format in which to present those topics and you know for example how to handle the tracks um, for right. example Right. So let's wrap up with the kind of a third area here. So we, we've talked about topics, we've talked about format. Um, let's talk a little bit about how we're going to market this year. So one of the things that we're planning to do is uh, we, we've streamlined and simplified the, the website um, for the event. We're just trying to make it uh, much easier for people to feel like they've, they've read what there is to read about mm. the event out there that they can go to sort of a you know, primarily a single page and really get the the key information there that they need to know about the event. Yeah, and I, I think it's uh, going to be a much more elegant approach, and um, uh, and it'll be live by the time that uh, this, this podcast is live, even though we're in the midst of working on it uh, as, as we're recording the podcast. Um, we're going to also experiment with some, some new promotional offers. Um, so this time around, for a limited time, uh, there's going to be an offer for anybody who registers to be able to invite somebody else who hasn't attended before at no cost. Um, so if you sign up and you've got a colleague who you think LTD would be great for, you can extend an invitation to that colleague and they will uh, have the opportunity to attend LTD at, at no cost. So we'll, that'll be limited time. We're not going to do it you know, for the whole run up to the event, um, but we'll definitely be doing it. Uh, well, as of today, that is available um, and uh, in, into uh, at least through the end of November, we'll be doing that. And for us, that really ties to part of the the mission behind LTD and why we moved to virtual format in the first place is that we really do want to expand the reach. We want to to expand that community of of learning professionals that we're bringing uh, together. And so that's uh, one way that we're going to try out to see if uh, we can help, uh, you know, uh, grow the number of people in the tent. Right, right. And we'll also be reaching out again this year to um, essentially sponsors. You'd said, Salisa, we, we had some sponsors and exhibitors involved with, um, well, the, the, the first place-based uh, uh, LTD and then the first online LTD. Last year, we decided that um, we just didn't want to have that as part of uh, the, the focus. We, you know, we put a huge amount of time into things like, for example, working with the session leaders to shape their content, to rehearse their content, to make sure that the educational experience is going to be great. And last year, we decided 
you know, we just don't have, we don't have the extra uh, bandwidth uh, to, to, to focus on things like sponsors and, and exhibitors. Um, we'll come back to that in the future. So we're coming back this year, but we're going to take a streamlined approach to that as well. And we're not, we're not going to have the sort of, you know, platinum, gold, silver type sponsorship type thing. Um, basically, we're going to have patrons. Um, so if you want to be a patron for LTD, you can sign up and uh, you'll get some promotional benefit from that. You know, we'll put you on the website. We'll mention you in the, in the marketing um, for it. You'll have the ability to extend uh, an invitation out to your prospects and, and customers who, who you think it would be valuable to have uh, uh, attend the event. Um, and, uh, and that, you know, that's the package and anybody who wants to do that, everybody's kind of on an equal level. So you don't have to feel like, you know, if you're a, a learning management system provider and this other learning management system provider is the platinum sponsor that, you know, you don't know if you want to be involved with this event or not. Everybody's on the same level basically. And we just want you to be a, a patron seriously, um, to, to support an event that we think is valuable to the market that, uh, that we all serve. Right. It's going back to that, uh truly old school uh, view of, of patrons yeah. that are there to uh, support important work being done and learning being the important work in this case. That's right. That's right. Think of yourself as, uh, what is it, the, the, the Medici's um, back in, in Florence who are the, the great patrons of the arts. Uh, so I don't, I'm not sure if you can call LTD art or not, but uh, <laughs> we'll try our best. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, we've talked about topics, we've talked about format, we've talked about marketing um, for the event. Um, those are the three you know, big areas that, uh, that we're working on right now. Uh, we're working on those as a learning business ourselves. You know, as we always stress, this is a learning event we're uh, delivering. You know, we have to generate uh, revenue off of it. We want to have the reach revenue and impact uh, with it. So you're getting in some insight into how, how we're planning for that and, and hopefully some, some ideas here um, or even just some reassurance that uh, people out there are wrestling with some of the same issues you are around, you know, some of these topical areas that we've been talking about. So with that, you know, we'll wrap up uh, this look into our planning for LTD 2019, though we certainly do hope to see you there. And, uh, and you can, of course, uh, find out all about it at ltd.tagoras.com. Um, but we'll also include that link in the show notes for this episode, which you can get at leadinglearning.com slash episode 159. And when you check out the show notes, you're going to see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear, we would be truly grateful if you would subscribe as it helps us get some data on the impact of what we're doing. There's that impact word again. We'd also be grateful if you'd take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, you can go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. That'll put you in the right place. And if you listen through another channel, you know, a rating or review on one of those channels, Stitcher, whatever it is, that would be great as well. Well, Salise and I, you know, I mean, we just really appreciate the ratings and reviews, but more importantly, those reviews and ratings, they help the podcast crop up in search results when any, whenever anybody's looking for topics, you know, around being in the, the learning business, uh, which isn't an everyday thing, you know, so if you're, if you're giving us that rating and review, we're going to, we're going to pop up there. Um, you'll be doing your peers a, a favor. So, you know, take some time today and leave a rating and review for the Leading Learning Podcast. And we'd be grateful if you would take a minute to visit our sponsor for this quarter, ReviewMyLMS.com. Jeff and I put a lot of time and energy into the Leading Learning Podcast, and one of the reasons we're able to do that is because we can generate revenue through other sources like ReviewMyLMS. So please check out ReviewMyLMS.com, and if you can, contribute a review to help others find the right platform for their needs. 
And last, but very far from least, consider telling others about the podcast. You can easily send out a tweet by going to leadinglearning.com slash share, or if tweeting isn't your thing, just pick the social network or other medium of your preference, and please spread the good word. That's right. Give a, a testimonial. That's right. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.